Hey everyone, thanks for listening in. I'm Jordan. I'm Josh. And you are listening to Tools for the New Frontier. Hope you enjoy. Hey podcast listeners. Here we are. Uh, I'm Jordan. This is the deep voice on the other side of the room is Josh. And uh, here, this is a... This is the beginning. This is a historic moment. Hopefully our first last recording of the teaser (laughs) of the teaser podcast. Quick sound advisory. Um, We you may hear some background noises that are um, accidental. We've got um, incidental incidental. Yeah, incidental, but definitely unplanned. Um, we've got lots of kids in our neighborhood. We've got two families and one in one house. My kids are a little particularly cranky. We just left them with the grandparents for a couple days. And, uh, we've got a, a drummer next door who, um, is, uh, aspiring to be the greatest drummer in the world. So we may get some unfortunate background music somewhere here in the podcast, but, Everything else that's supposed to be in the podcast, we promise will be good stuff. So stick around, listen in. Josh has got the outline. He's going to kick us off for what in the world we're doing with this podcast. So what is this podcast about? Really, I think, I mean, I think we landed on this podcast is going to be about uh, tools for what we call the new frontier yeah so what is the new frontier that we're referring to um really it has to do i think with uh information yeah to a large degree and how that's impacting our lives as human beings number one accessibility of information has changed our awareness of human abilities which affects our awareness of opportunities yeah and one good example of that is many um, – oh, man, I wish I could use some Enneagram language right now. I think there's many people who get on Instagram, and it used to be when you lived in a town, I mean, you weren't you weren't super aware of the lifestyle and culture of the world at large around you. I mean, the world was much smaller in a sense. If you lived in a town, you could be the town tradesperson, like a, like a mechanic or own a local business and be considered, you know, very successful. And now we've got Instagram, we've got YouTube and things where we get to see these people achieve at really high levels. And it's, uh, sometimes depressing to when you, you you get on Instagram and you see these sixteen year old kids driving Lamborghinis around and stuff. They're like, "Yeah, I got a YouTube channel and a couple investment funds, and uh, I'm a real estate mogul too." And you're like, "Uh, <laughs> you're just thinking about your day and what you did today. You've been sitting around eating ho hos and uh, trying to think of another job you can apply for." Um, and so I think that's that's an example of. Uh, a way that that accessibility to information has made us, you know, very discontent. Um, and in realizing there's so much opportunity in the world. Now we know you can sure. start anywhere and you can go and become anything. And so now it's like, we've got to manage that. 
we've got to manage yeah. that expectation in ourselves. Which has huge, massive implications. Another aspect of the frontier uh, we defined as quality of information. So quality of information has accelerated drastically the human capacity for spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. And if that language is too, is kind of heavy for you, or there's some baggage around like the word spiritual, just think about it as your kind of worldview development. Like it used to be that somebody wouldn't really be exposed to other worldviews, other cultures, other religions, nearly to the degree that we are today, unless they like traveled abroad. And those people were not, we, we, I mean, humanity has not always been this mobile. And so those people were few and far between. But now you have the level of information exposure to a person who's 20 years old that most people wouldn't even get until they're very old. And that's in every area of life. So, so like that, sometimes that's spiritual, sometimes that's professional. Uh, sometimes that's cultural, sometimes that's sexual exposure, but we get all this information now all compressed and we get it all so fast. Mm -hmm. It used to take people a lifetime to, to learn the scope of information now that we get dumped on us by the time we're in our teens. Yeah. And we have no, we've got to manage that just like we've got to manage that difference in expectations, which is, uh, phew problematic to say the least <laughs> it's tough and many of you who are listening know exactly what we're talking about for it's, sure it's a hard world yeah we, we need some more tools so is there anyone uh anything else in that uh, section we've got three so we've got okay. accessibility of information we've got quality of information yeah and then we've got the speed of information and i believe you know and all these three are uh really not interchangeable, but kind of intertwined to mm -hmm. some degree. But it's all the same root. Right. We're talking about the same thing, really, just different aspects. Yeah. So the speed of information we landed on has changed the landscape of human relationships pretty drastically. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, when we were in, when I was in grade school, I remember. We used to pass notes. That's the old school text message for y'all who don't know. We used to pass notes. Let me explain this process. That's how I met my wife. Some people don't even know what this means to pass notes. We used to write notes and put them on the locker. And you do like the whole front page of the notes and then the whole back page of the notes. And then it was full. You would keep it like a creep. And you'd like pin it up in your bedroom. And, uh, and you'd read the notes. My girlfriend, I remember, or my girl, yeah, my girlfriend, my my interest is probably the fourth grade she used to spray a uh, perfume onto the note yes <laughs> the text message had yes. a smell yes. perfume on the note um human stuff and now it's like or not now but like when i was in high school if my girlfriend didn't text me back within like uh 60 seconds of her like being out somewhere i used to be like i wonder what she's doing she's, she's probably she's probably cheating on me yeah. or something <laughs> she's probably cheating on me so you're like wait a second no 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 so you start freaking out. You start getting all tense. You start getting all worried. You brought Josh brought up yes, or in the last time we recorded this podcast, which is probably like the fifth time we recorded this podcast. Not relevant, but like in frontier days, I mean, you have to think like a guy might go off to do something, and there's no notes, there's no text message, there's no cell phones, and 
they might be, he might be gone for two or three days and she just had to wait and just, well, let's wait and see what happens. Could be weeks. Could be maybe he breaks his leg, gets a fever, has to stay somewhere. Maybe it's months. And and it, and it even stresses me out, honestly, to think about when I was born in the early '90s, when you were gonna meet somebody, you had to call them and be like, "All right, we're gonna meet at, uh, you know, Maggiano's at six. I'll see you there. Okay, I'll see you there." There was no last minute. <laughs> that that gives me anxiety. <laughs> what if what if my Uber driver's late? What if I get tired and don't feel like going? I'm locked in. You're locked in. And now we've got information speed. We can we can have an idea. We could spread it across the world in the same day. Yeah. Um, which is not uh, is unprecedented in many ways in human history. If we're talking about kind of seasons of humanity's life, and so we've got to manage those problems. Yeah. Com- communication. Yeah. So challenges of the new frontier. Um, three kind of primary aspects. We talked about accessibility of information. We talked about quality of information. We talked about speed of information. All of it really revolves around information. Yeah. It's a new world. For sure. It's a world of information. Let's figure out how to use it. So we talked about kind of some of the aspects of the new frontier. We want to talk about uh, who this podcast is really for. And I think we landed on this podcast is for those who are struggling to cope with the transition from known territory to this new frontier. Um, Known territory being when information was not as free flowing. For example, I mean, like if you look at the uh, the people who settled this new world that is now the United States of America, back then it was colonies. Before it was colonies, it was it was frontier. Um, they were encountering new wildlife. They were encountering new diseases, new types of weather patterns, climate patterns. Um, they were encountering new human beings, um, yeah. which resulted in small detail. <laughs> resulted in. And not not just human beings, but human beings they couldn't communicate clearly with. Yeah. And so there was warfare. There was people who wanted war. There was people who were trying to advocate for peace. Sounds kind of similar to today's political. Better climate, skim but. over this detail before uh, the PC police gets on us here. Oh, <laughs> uh, you we know you guys were here first. All right. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> um, but basically, they were in a world they did not recognize. So. Uh, in a world you don't recognize, you have to start to kind of narrow down your challenges, define them, um, yeah. and then and then they de- just and it's still continuing to this day. We're developing tools for dealing with the challenges that we face. Um, so, in the face of this new informational frontier, I believe we're facing things like uh, a a lack of compassion or empathy. Yeah. towards other human beings yeah and and that doesn't seem like a big deal but in the same way that uh in the same way that back then you know if you didn't have the medicine there's a there's a chance you might die you might die from you know 
something something little like diarrhea or get eaten by a bear if you don't have the right tools. I think in our day and age, if you don't have the the right tools, probably you're, you're not going to die. I mean, we've got it e- easy in that sense, but it will destroy your life. It's equally as grave. And we are kind of learning to manage that. So let's look at like a lack of compassion. I've got a great example for this road rage. If you live anywhere near Nashville, which if you're listening to this, there's a chance you do. We live by Nashville, Tennessee. Road rage is something that you can relate to. And I, and I mean, let me even, uh, let me raise you. Let me raise your bet here. I actually ride a bike. Uh, bicycle. A bi- that, is a, that is a bicycle, not a motorcycle. I pedal it with my legs, which is another podcast for another day, why I do that. But uh, an example is when, when I'm pedaling my bicycle, sometimes cars my, and the whole road to my left will be wide open. There's nothing going on. There's nobody coming the other way. But occasionally a car will swoosh by <laughs> and and the mirror is I a quarter inch from my kidney. Like I feel it hit my jacket as they're coming by. And I cannot even describe to you the level of hatred that rises up. It's like Sith Lord levels of hatred. Like if there was a way that I could like detonate an explosive device on their car, I would probably do it in that moment. If there was a, if I could mount a mini gun to my bicycle and just shred a car, that's how mad I am when they go by. Uh, but then you think about it later in the day and you're like, I was that angry. What if there was a fam? What if there was a baby in that car? What if that guy was in a rush somewhere because something happened in his life and, uh, and he, and he just wasn't paying attention for a second. There was in that moment, there was zero compassion. Mm-hmm. And we live in that place. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are not somebody who we're talking to face to face, who's a part of our daily routine, I hate you. I, I got, <laughs> I'm just going through my day. Leave me alone and don't screw up my flow of routine so I can get home and watch Netflix. I hate you all. Frontier struggle. That is like an example of a, of a of a struggle that used to be survive and now it is survive still but we mm-hmm. have to learn how to navigate these things and stop minimizing these problems and learn to navigate that gap yeah and biologically i think our our body responds the same way it did to uh an angry bear we have all the same hormones and everything oh, yeah so i mean you're experiencing that rush yeah the same rush but there's this uh there's this accented disconnectedness where it's not a person a human being that just drove by you it's a it's a van yeah. or it's a truck that just came really close to you yeah and so it's easy to blow up a truck you know mm-hmm. if there's a truck in a field you could go if someone gave you some explosives you blow it up in a heartbeat but if there's a person in there clearly 99 percent of us would hesitate and at least hesitate. Yeah. <laughs> At least hesitate and think about who the heck is in that truck. And that would probably stop us from, you know, experiencing any level of excitement about blowing up that truck. Anyways. Um, don't let me lose train of thought. Don't, don't help us not lose train of thought here. But uh, I even thought about another example. Like, whereas in back in the day, if they didn't figure out a way to solve a problem, everybody might die. 
there were cities where that they just disappeared and all that was left was the remnants. Mm -hmm. That's how important it is too. It's not just important for our personal lives. We as people, we have to refine ways of thinking and systems and tools that can allow us to have compassion in the Mm -hmm. midst of this new world of, of productivity and information. Yeah. Without compassion, we don't connect. And without connection, there's no grounding. There's no purpose for anything that we do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that disconnect and this lack of lack of compassion, compassion and empathy. And then there's, I think this new frontier is also characterized. One of the main struggles, if you struggle with what feels like an imbalanced focus on results versus fulfillment or purpose, that's huge. Oh man. Huge for us. I And many of you have experienced this. I have personally experienced this. I reached the height of my tribe, like for my people and my culture. I was married. I had kids. I had a good job in the great state of Colorado, which is like vacation destination of the world right now. And you know what? I was not fulfilled at all. And I felt like I was being crushed under the weight of my company's expectations. And then you've got to come home and kind of have a smile on your face uh, (laughs) and be good with the family and everything. I think that this information, all these companies are looking around at the best companies in the world and they feel the pressure and that pressure starts to fold over onto people. If you think about way back in the day, you might have been a tradesman or, you know, worked for a tradesman and you might not even know about what's going on in the next town. You, you might not even know how big the next whatever blacksmith uh, is. And there was a certain contentedness, but now we see everything around us and it's not a bad thing. We know now this is good. Think about this nugget. This is a nugget of gold that we all know is true, whether or not we can accept it. We can go anywhere We can go from any level of economic low to any level of economic high in our lifetime. If you were born in the most piss poor place in the world, you can become filthy rich in our lifetime. This is one of the first times in history when that can happen. But uh, because we don't have good tools and ways of keeping things in perspective, that expectation can also crush us Mm -hmm. and make us depressed and make us uh, you know, discontent and unfulfilled. It, and so companies are zeroing in on these, you know, specific results without thinking about fulfillment and, and the way that we're getting to those things and to those results. Right. So getting back to, you know, who this, who, who is this for? It's for, you know, if you get, if you, if you log on to Instagram or Facebook, this is a, this is a well-documented, emotional issue at this point and you look at you're looking at anybody else's life and you're like wow they're so much happier than i am Mm. that's a microcosm of this mindset that we're referring to it happens in the business field it happens in the, the the individual's emotional mindset it happens within the scope of families um yeah and this is who we're intending this for yeah And there's an answer. Listen in. Hang around just a little bit longer. (laughs) 
So, why is this podcast relevant to our generation? I mean, we believe we're part of a generation that has uh, an ent- still has the opportunity to thrive yeah. on an entirely new level by overcoming these new frontier challenges. I mean, just like any historical pioneer, uh, our human, like human nature is to develop tools to cope with the challenges of an ever evolving environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so our encouragement would be and why this is important is you can thrive. We've got all these new technologies in the age of information that are not bad things. To, to kind of put a spearhead on this idea, you can find love on Tinder. You can find the truth on the internet. You can find freedom in your religion. You can do all of these things in the age of information. They're all still completely possible. But we need to overhaul the, the tools and the things that we're using in order to get perspective huge there needs to be a huge change a huge shift perspective yeah yeah so that makes me think of uh we're doing a little course at my at my gym and we uh we're referencing chasing excellence by ben bergeron and he talks about there's a specific instance during the crossfit games which is this grueling test of fitness that if you haven't heard of by now just jump on espn and you'll find it um between his athlete there's an interview uh, question that was asked another athlete and then the same question was asked his athlete mm. and basically the situation was they had undergone the same experience so they had unexpectedly gotten flown out to a, an unknown location for the first event of the of the games they did all this like hunger games type of stuff like <laughs> yeah. it was crazy hunger like they, games. you know they undergo <laughs> That's the these, right analogy right there. <laughs> they undergo these severe physical trials they're supposed to fly back to their hotel that night. The flight gets delayed. Everybody's complaining. Everybody's tired. Um, you know, these are young athletes too. But um, so the one athlete gets interviewed and she's just talking about how little sleep she got, how uncomfortable everything is. And uh, and then Bergeron's athlete is interviewed and she says, uh, she's talking about how great everything's been. She says, you know, I got two or three hours of sleep at the airport. <laughs> I got four or five hours of sleep at the hotel. Like I feel great. I got to eat all this stuff. And, um, it was the same exact physical circumstances for both athletes, but the perspective yeah. was drastically different. One allowed for thriving. One just allowed for surviving. Yeah. And so here's like the challenge we face the the way to get from from the perspective of this cra- of this athlete who was so frustrated to to this super to this different type of athlete the answer is not try harder this that's the that's what we get that's the answer we get from people mm-hmm. when we're talking to our teachers when we're talking to our uh our mentors when we're talking to our pastors when we're talking to these people who we look up to, the answer is you just need to do what's right. Um, you need to, you need to try harder. You need to, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Um, the focus on results. The, they're giving you answers focused on results. And there are actual practical tools that can help you change your perspective from here to there. They're step by step. They're mechanical. They're wonderful for changing the way that you, you perceive the world around you. But w- 
yeah, that's what we're doing. That's why this podcast is important. And that's why we think this is going to be a huge part of people, uh, you know, healing themselves and, and changing their perspective and reconciling their lives moving forward into the, the frontier of information. For sure. And these tools are step-by-step. Step. They're very in-depth. Um, and that's, you know, another reason we think this podcast can be important is because they are so in-depth uh, that they can be hard to uh, recognize the relevance of or connect, you know, really make a deep connection with how relevant they really are. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff we'll be presenting is old. It's, yeah. It can, it's ancient wisdom that has been lost over time. And yeah. we want to be able to connect it with this disconnect that we have in our yeah, culture. The big, the great divide between our hearts and our heads. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. So to recap, you can find love on Tinder. You can find fulfillment in your career. You can find the truth on the internet. And you can find freedom in your spirituality. You can. And stick around and we'll show you some of the little life hacks uh, that, we, that we found to do those things. So at this point, maybe, at least I hope, you're wondering, who are we? We won't get too in-depth on this little teaser. But basically, I mean, we're, we're the middle children of the old era and the new frontier. We've experienced a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and we believe we found some tools that, I mean, they've at least definitely helped us personally overcome the challenges of the new frontier. Yeah. Um, you know, after coming from what is the old era, we can kind of run through real quick just some of the tools that we'll be presenting. So we'll just touch on them. Maybe you know some of these, maybe you don't. Fun fact, the first one I'm about to mention, this uh, podcast originally started off as an Enneagram podcast. <laughs> and we started talking about it and thinking, no, we're talking about something different than just the Enneagram. But man, we're going to... I mean, there's plenty to say just about the Enneagram. There will be multiple podcasts yeah, on the Enneagram. Yes, correct. Uh, spiral Dynamics is another one that's equally as weighty. Big Five Psychological Characteristics is an important system for making sense of information. Uh, business Principles, by that we specifically mean convenience, quality, cost, which we'll talk about later. The Cycles of Civilization, there are specific tools that, that can recalibrate your perspective and help us to uh, to get a grip on this age of information. And, um, and yeah, we're going to talk about them in this podcast. Yeah. And it's everything from personal relationships yeah. to business relationships to, you know, how to build a business and how to understand the scope of the political system that we live in. Yeah. All those things. Politics, are religion, relationships, everything. We're going to run and hopefully we'll be doing this podcast for a long time. So. We'll have uh, time to cover those things. Thanks for joining us, and uh, yeah, we're excited for this journey. Hey, thanks for listening to our teaser podcast. We're super excited in the coming weeks to give you some specific tools to help you get down to the nitty-gritty, solve some of these problems in your life. And until then, uh, we like you, we're here for you, and uh, let's figure this thing out. Signing off.